Peters, and this is the Deborah Peters Show, where we talk about all things to do with consciousness. And consciousness is another terminology for being so self-aware that life never surprises you and you blind spots are revealed and you're able to actually move through your health, wealth, relationships, self-expression, and business. We really focus on helping the small to mid-sized company business owner thrive and prosper. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are the ones that are sponsoring Little League and making that community impact. So we want to be able to support you in that and to the show and the people that are real and that are have great values and that you can connect with. So Today is kind of a part two about mental health in the construction industry. And we put together a pretty fascinating title, I think, you know, safe to be on hard hats, prioritizing mental health, manly type industries where it's just not cool to be overly vulnerable or just to even be vulnerable. I think that it gets hidden, you know, it gets brushed under the carpet. And so my guest today is Jeremy Owens. He's the founder of U.S. Construction Zone. And I uh, know something or two about the construction. Thank you for having me. Deborah and I are fast friends. I, I There's some some sort of connection we have. And I had her on my live show, Construction Executives Live, about a month or two ago. And very well received because we got into so many of these mental health issues in construction, why they're there and what we can do about it. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. You bet. I know. I, if I fade out, you just keep going because I think it's my Wi-Fi. We've had a big rainstorm today, and every time the cloud cover comes in and the skies open, so Here, yeah, that's what live shows are about, right? We got to rock yeah. and roll. You just got to keep going, man. The show must go on. And I thought, yeah, I think I'd be a great fit for this show. And then we were able to put that that initial episode together, and. And I think it was a hit. So what I really want to do today is, look, you know, it's post-pandemic. And even though it's post-pandemic and it's what, it's like three years later. Right. Somewhere. Fear, doubt. And, you know, it takes its toll. Like when you're afraid to live your life, that'll break anybody. That'll break your spirit. I know personally For me, going through the pandemic in downtown Los Angeles, I thought through the roof. And if you're sensitive at all and you pick up on other people's stuff and their energy, man, it tear you apart. And what we're seeing now is the aftermath of that. And it's not funny. Like, this is serious business. We have a mental health crisis for sure in this country. And I would think probably... This isn't the only country that's suffering. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, we're construction industry has been ranked number two for suicide deaths by profession for many a years. And it's been kind of hidden and swept under the rug for, you know, really generations and decades, to be honest. And it's just now coming to light. People, when you say that out loud, they're like, wow, really? I had no idea because we don't talk about it. And because we didn't want to talk about it. We didn't want that to be a focal point and people talk about it. But a lot of male-dominated industries lead the way. So farming and agriculture is number one. Construction industry is number two. And then it usually is, you know, combination, police, fire. You know, a lot of, again, very male-dominated industries are the ones that struggle the most. So, I mean, there's a common denominator. 
sales? Yeah. So my client base for years, I think from the beginning of me launching my coaching practice has been 99% male executive. And he was responsible for the entire city's fire department. And he was he had a lot going on. I mean, he had heavy weight on his shoulders, a lot of responsibility. His marriage was challenged. And, you know, for, so he was getting it from both sides. Sure. And that was the number one thing that we worked on, which is a clarity around his emotional programming and how that was getting triggered or, you know, by work or home or whatever, and just like reframing his reality so that he could continue to do his job and be of service to the men and women that were depending on him. And it was, they kind of are under nurtured as, you know, I I think it's, you know, come on, you know, suck it up. You're a boy, you know, be tough. Like, only girls cry, whatever they're told. I don't know. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But then as adults, like I, I'm working with them as, a, you know, there's just no outlet. There's nowhere to go with it. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I remember pick yourself up by your bootstraps and same thing. Boys don't cry, you know, toughen up, rub some dirt on it. You know, all those common things that you grow up as as boys. And I think you get into an industry with a male dominated industry. You're just you're fed the same stuff, right? Especially when, you know, you're surrounded by men and they're usually kind of man's man. They're tougher, bigger, stronger guys. And it's a little bit harder to show your emotion and be vulnerable with people like that. It takes a real strong leader, a real strong person to kind of lead that charge. And I think that's what we're seeing now is like, hey, as a manager, an owner, you need to be the one to lead. And that means talking about these things, but it also means getting vulnerable with them, asking them a tough question, you know, ask about their family. I mean, that's, that's part of the industry that's been kind of void is like, it's usually just put your head down go to work. Don't reward people. Don't pat anybody on the back because we don't want them to think they're doing too good of a job. Right. So just put right. your head down and go. And let's not talk about your personal lives. Let's just leave that at home. But that's not how life works. You know, everything's all integrated. So you can't just go to work and expect people not to not have loyalty with you and to commoditize a, a whole industry like we've done. We're kind of reaping some of those, I guess, negative aspects of that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I've worked with construction companies and helped them with their scaling and different things. And I can tell you that, you know, when it comes to emotions and strength of emotions, it's a classic, like stuff it down, ignore it <laughs> and, and it'll go away, but it doesn't. I mean, I firmly believe that negative emotion is the root of all diseases in the body. And, uh, you know, so we talk about mental health, we foster an environment that is conducive to addressing the mental, emotional needs of our team And at the same time, doing these like really hardcore jobs. Yeah, that's a tough one there, Deborah, because a lot of our our suicide problems are have to do with drug abuse. And a lot of them start by back injuries and injuries on the job. So get an injury, go to the doctor, get medication. And I know the opioid stuff is highlighted now, but it wasn't back five, 10 years ago, it was being handed out. And as bigger guys, bigger, stronger guys, you were getting a little bit heavier dosage. And then that would flip into the heroin addiction. 
that really has been a big problem for our industry. So you're right. I mean, there could be some the, a mental component involved before the physical component, but then it's vice versa, right? Then you have the physical component and it turns into the mental downward yes. spiral. It's more of an and, you know, it's a continuum. We can't say it's one thing over another. Right. But I can tell you that we lack the common sense to have a non-judgmental adult conversation about this so yeah. that we can help people at the level that they need to be helped and not just send them off to the doctor and, you know, hope for the best. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I wish there was a an easy response to this. You know, I think that's why our industry is really scratching our heads is like we're dealing with what, even though it's not a new problem, I guess it's a new problem for most of us because we didn't hear about it, right? So we're yeah. at the, kind of the ground floor of this problem. And now there's all these, you know, putting heads together, trying to figure out what can we do as an industry? What can we do just, you know, as a person, as an owner, as a manager, what can be done to change the tide, right? And I don't know. I'm happy to be a part of it. I, it's a very personal thing for me. It, it was one thing when I formed U.S. Construction Zone that was going to be highlighted and I didn't want to not talk about it. I wanted to be vulnerable. I want to learn about it first. And that's kind of what, why I wanted to have you on too, is still learning about it, like grasping it because, hey, you know, I'm not a medical advisor. I have no idea. I'm in construction, right? Mm -hmm. So learning about it was step one. And now I'm like going, okay, getting my head around this. Now, what can we do? Well, I think that if I was to, you know, not make that rhetorical and provide an answer, I think the first step is every company should offer mindset training and coaching and mindfulness training and coaching mm -hmm. and personal growth workshops and training. Because when we can identify with ourselves, this is my trigger. You know, mm -hmm. this is what sends me off. This is what affects me. This is what makes me feel bad about myself. You know, these are, they might sound superficial, but they're the, the less self-aware you are, the more chance you have of being blindsided by some negative thought process or limiting belief or negative self-talk. Yeah. Negative self-talk will tear you down. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in addition to offering those services personally, I think there also has to be something done collectively as groups, right? Whether that's your weekly meeting or whether that's a new weekly meeting where it is an act of checking in on one another. And, you know, maybe it's a program you're doing. Maybe this is a systemized approach that, hey, we're going to do this program. And step one is, you know, X. And it's really about getting to know each other. Yeah. Because in construction, what you do is you say, how are you doing? And it's, of course, the canned one. You don't really want them to respond. You just want them to say good and keep moving, right? But it really is, yeah. you have to ask it again. You have to ask, like, no, how are you? Like, what what's going on in your life? And exactly. that's what we've missed is, like, we've not wanted to get to know somebody else, and now we need to. And that's how you build loyalty and character. That's how you have a team of people that, that you can rely on each other and you care, care for each other. I mean this life is hard. I mean, and, and we need, we spend so much damn time at work. How can we not layer some personal ability in our businesses? Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the need for community is greater than it's ever been. 
mm-hmm. because of what we've been through with the pandemic, the separation that we've experienced. That program in and of itself drove mental health issues because we're social animals. Mm-hmm. We need each other. We need the camaraderie. You know, it's a good flow of energy. You connect with people. It's really important. It is. And I think it's even more important for the younger generations, right, that are coming up. If we're trying yeah. to attract new talent to a, an industry that's really hurting from, from that standpoint. And we have to get in touch with these things. Otherwise, they're not going to come to construction. They'll find something else. And that, you know, the, the Generation Zs and the, the younger generations, and they get a bad rap a lot of times, but there's a lot of very cool things about what they, they think and believe. They're not money driven as much as we are. They're much more mindful in the culture and environment of who they work for. A lot of times they'll ask questions in an interview about, you know, what charity organizations do you support? And, you know, it's just a, it's a different feel and we have not done good at, at that as an industry. So it, it's something we need to learn. Right. And I think that can be a positive thing. I agree. And, and but I think it's the veteran construction personnel that are suffering the most. And then I think I don't like this. I don't want to be a part of this. You know, money isn't everything. I can I can move on and get a different job. Whereas the more veteran employee personnel is they're more invested. And so they're more apt to be more silent, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the suicide rates are definitely on older gentlemen. I think what the pandemic did for a lot of folks is that, you know, it brought them away from people and maybe away from things that, are, that were normal in the way we worked. You know, we had yes. to go online, we had to learn new things, new technologies are coming at construction. Couple that with home lives that are rough right now. You know, you have a lot of kids with mental health problems, a lot of families and divorce in situations where hey, it's stressful at home. You can't just not take that stress with you to work. It's with you. It's on your back and usually on your chest and in your heart. And it's just going to cause all those health problems. And then after work, maybe instead of going home, you go to the bar. Yeah. You know, blow off some steam. Yep. Yeah. Recently, I did a podcast on divorce and what it costs a company to have someone in a decision making role going through a divorce, the impact that that divorce has on them emotionally and even physiologically. And so there's a lot of statistics that show and and even some science on how divorce really has a a negative impact on someone's life, at least when they're going through the process of it and the, uh, the unwinding of the relationship and then deal coming out of the pandemic with, the damage that's been done to the family unit. Yeah, I mean, I, I can relate 100% to this topic. So yeah, I, I, it's it's been very difficult for my family and my marriage. And so yeah, I mean, I can completely relate. I think there's a lot of, a lot more stress on the business owner, right? I mean, if you worked in a business that's gone through COVID, yeah, I mean, you kind of had to roll with the punches, but rolling with the punches as a business owner when you had mandates and new laws coming at you and PPP loans. And there's just like so much coming at you. And yes, we were all busy, but it was like, you know, it was like being a fireman without a hose. It was like, just, you weren't, you weren't prepared for anything. So it was like just a a mad dash scramble and 
it was very stressful and it was it was not fun there was nothing about the busyness of covid for construction that was fun and i would say that most people would say the same thing it just was chaotic and yeah, yeah. so i think we're coming we're, we're feeling that right now and the aftermath of that is you know what are you left with well we're left with a society that has been reprogrammed with uh, some heavy fear and they're still skittish you know it's like ptsd from that almost and getting industries back up to speed getting companies back up to functional the same functioning ability they were pre-pandemic and having people trust again in the process of life i mean that sounds very ambiguous but Look, if you're getting out of bed every day and you're not able to trust. Yeah. I mean, you definitely said something for me that hit home is PTSD and trauma. I think we all, especially now in construction, we now pretty much all know somebody that has committed suicide. I mean, most family units know that too, right? That trauma for me personally was my brother-in-law. And that was a week before the COVID shutdown. He committed suicide. So that was my trauma moment of personal dealing with somebody who has committed suicide and what that does to a family and what that, you know, all the questions and unanswered questions and, you know, what ifs about what we could have done more and all the things that go through ahead and of us adults and then having three kids go through it very publicly. And it was just very difficult. And so from then on, I was like, Hey, I want to learn about this in my own industry. And that's when I was like, I opened and, trying to honor my brother Tim's death in the best way I can. And, you know, everyone says it, right? If you can save one person. I mean, I can't say that I can do that personally, but I would like to be able to point them in the right direction, right? And yeah. so that's what I feel like I can do. I don't feel like I can personally. I Hopefully I could, but I'm not going to tell myself that I need to personally face somebody. I just want to maybe provide the tools to do so. You know, um, when it comes to mental health, I feel that self-awareness is is really the ticket to the key to good mental health. Mm-hmm. I personally had probably a good decade or more of my life where I dealt with depression and, you know, my ability to, to be there as a parent. And I went through that with my mother. My mother had a lot of depression and a nervous breakdown and you know it's no joke and the thing is is that the more aware we can become of ourselves like when i'm feeling different ways can i look at what's going on in my environment because our environment is always our biggest trigger can i look at what's going on in my environment and kind of narrow down if not pinpoint the thing that set me off will have a handle on our mental health, like no other time in history. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that's the answer. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the part with our industry that I've noticed is that men won't go seek that help. So you're right in that those are the answers. But if you don't know where to find those answers, you never go look, right? So yeah, you need a professional help sometimes. You need some guidance, whether that's a mentor or a therapist or a psychologist or a coach. You know, it's not finding those answers. So we really need to push people to seek help and to know that things get really hard and that it's okay, right? And there's a huge stigma for that in construction. It's, everything's considered weak, 
right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, we really have some work to do in that area. Right now, I'm, I'm coaching. He has, I mean, he's a brilliant guy, okay? He's just super brilliant and very inspired by him, his work and what, he, what he's creating. But then in the back of his mind is this old tape that runs that trips him up. And he's been through some of my two steps forward, you know, three steps back. And I sent him a text one day and I was thinking about him and I'm like, you know, would you like to do some privates? Because I can show you how to create some new thought patterns so that when you take those two steps forward, the third one will also be forward. Right. And the biggest thing I've done with him, the biggest tool I've, you know, maybe sits for 10, 15 minutes and does a meditation and really just creates and cultivates an environment for himself with himself. Right. Before he talks to anyone, he gets up before his family does and it's working. It's working. It has less volume. It's less demanding. And the new voice of I'm worthy, I love myself, I'm successful, I'm creating good things, I'm being of service, that's the dominant voice now. But I think had I not identified that and reached out to him, he probably wouldn't have asked. Yeah, no, I love that. I've heard that from a couple of mentors of mine where they say, get a win in the morning, right? Get a win before you open up your emails and deal with all the fires we have to put out. Because that's construction, right? It's like, before you pick up that phone and go to work, your day is like hijacked and you feel like, you know, yes. loss after a loss after a loss. But he said, start your day with a win and you have control over your day more. Like, just kind of like you described that gentleman, like the voice is different now because you have a different mindset starting your day. And I, I think that would be a real, real big one for our industry, for sure. hundred percent. It makes a massive difference. And it's all in how you start your day because there's a lot of demands and voices wanting your attention. And the thing is, is that, you know, you got to feed this first. You got to sharpen the saw before yeah. you start cutting lumber or nothing will work. And it's, that's the foundation. You know, we all know in construction that when you're building a really tall building, the foundation has to be really deep in the ground. And right. so that's what has to happen first. And I think, I know you and I have talked about this. I'd really like to find a way to get some more awareness. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. I mean, awareness, uh, that's kind of what I feel like my, where I'm, the path I'm on right now is on that awareness part, right? Is yeah. in the beginning, it's all about, hey, learning the problem, why it exists. The why it kind of seemed very obvious to me because I'm a third generation in construction. I, I've seen it from, uh, you know, my own eyes on how, People have been treated in the industry, how it's kind of that man's man feel. And so now it's about the awareness. Now, what can we do to not only make people aware, but point them in the right direction for help? And I think services like what you offer with your retreats, you know, rethinking your day, creating new habits for yourself that can really change your life personally. And then as an industry, what do we do as a whole? You know, what resources are out there? There's one that, that I really like, and it's prevention or preventconstructionsuicide.com. That's preventconstructionsuicide.com. That's yeah. That's a good resource to go to. It has helplines. It has ways to get involved. It has ways, ways to pledge and donate. 
and even bring things to the table at your staff meeting. So that would be a resource I would say to start with. Always, you can always reach out to me too. Personally, I have a lot of contacts in the space. I'd be happy to to point you in the right direction or even have a conversation with somebody about it. I have lots of experience in this area personally, so I'm not afraid to share. That's awesome, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, you know, sorry, everybody, about the crazy Wi-Fi connection. I know it's probably annoying. It's annoying to me, too. But I think that's a great resource. And so connect with both of us on LinkedIn, because as we start to get more companies that are willing to pay attention, then we can actually create the change, you know, and, and offer the resources that are necessary. Yeah, I know. It's just for me, it's a personal invitation. Like if you feel like you're in need and you don't know where to go, then yeah. You can reach out to me. I, I don't care. You know, I think it starts with the individual people sometimes and knowing that that someone else cares or is willing to listen or take time of their own day to, to listen. I think it starts with that. So I'm all about it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. Give us that URL again. Yeah. So the one that to go to for the preventconstructionsuicide.com and it's called the Construction Industry Alliance for suicide prevention. That's really what the good. business is called. And if you want to learn more about me, it's usconstructionzone.com or like Deborah said, just go to LinkedIn and follow me there. Really good. Really good. All right. So reach out to Jeremy through LinkedIn and, and use that link to the suicide prevention for in the construction industry mm-hmm. uh, and just get in touch with both of us and let's see what we can build together and create a real strong awareness. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. Again, I apologize for the bad Wi-Fi and I look forward to seeing you all soon. And remember that my next leadership and management retreat is in Newport Beach, June 22nd, and then September 7th in Newport Beach, and then October 12th in Savannah. Those are the last 10-month mastermind to double your revenue. And we're going to get that going in June as well. So you can reach out to me if you're interested in learning more about that. Thank you for subscribing, for liking, for sharing, definitely commenting. We had some great comments today from mm-hmm. some folks on LinkedIn. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate all the viewers and look forward to seeing all of you. Thanks. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you.